want to talk to you today about decisions, decisions. In memory of Pastor Mark, I got a trivia question for you today. Experts say the average person makes how many decisions a day? Come on, you young people, aren't you guys? Is this a smart section? No? How many experts say? Throw one out, somebody. 10,000? That's pretty close. How many? 3,000? That's not very close. Experts say that we make 226 decisions a day just on food. <laughs> How crazy is that? But you know, and I thought, there's no way. But you know, as I thought about it today and the, and the day before, the last few days, I thought, yeah, I think they're right. Because about every hour, I'm wanting a granola bar or I'm wanting something. And then I think about, okay, what do I want? You know, what? So I think they're right. No, experts say that the average person, whatever the average person is, makes 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. How crazy is that? Decisions, decisions. You know, all through the New Testament, that's what Jesus went around doing. He ran, went around talking and, and ministering and asking people to make a decision. Almost every Sunday, I come to you and I ask you to make a decision. I either, make, have you, I either ask you to make a decision to follow Christ or make a decision to implement the spiritual truths that, that, that I tell you about that's from the Word of God. I ask on a regular basis, we are required to make a decision. And our decisions affect our lives so much. But, he, but here's kind of a little twist, you know. When we're a baby, we don't have very many decisions to make. You know, do I cry or smile? That's about it. Right? What's the, what's the PC word that's correct to say in church for number two? What's the... A baby decides, do I eat or do I poop, right? I mean, that's, so, so a baby, their decisions are very limited. I'm going somewhere to this. I'm not just, our decisions are very limited when we're young, right? And then you get in grade school and your decisions are a little bit broader, but you know, they're, they're usually not life changing or life determining or, or anything like that. You know, it's usually you know, what am I going to have for lunch? You know, what tennis shoes am I going to wear? Am I going to go out for sports? You know, really not really that life changing. But when we start to get a little bit older, when we get in high school and, and especially college, and then we start moving all on, we start to make decisions that are vitally important. Decisions that 
not only affect the next 10 minutes of our life like we do when, our, when we're younger, or we just don't make decisions to impress our children, or not our children, but our friends, when, like when we're in grade school or something like that. But we start making decisions that are, affect our life. They, affect, they, might, they can affect our family, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren. You might say they're long-term decisions, and they are. Now, here's, here's kind of the, here's the thing. We can make good decisions or bad decisions. We all, we've all made both, right? We've all made both. So how do we know, how do we determine to make good decisions on a regular basis? How do we do that? Well, I'm going to show you this morning. I'm going to need a couple of volunteers. First of all, no, that's not Little Red Riding Hood. First of all, I need a devil. Who, who's feeling ornery today? Boy, Justin, you should have chose the devil because you get to wear this angel outfit. <laughs> Put that on. All right, and you go right over there and stand. Here, you got to have this tassel. You can't. Boy, I wish I had some wings and a halo. Here you go. I got it on right? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I need somebody in between. Who wants to be in between? Bear, no, he, he's not in between. He's way off. No, come on. I'm just joking. Now I need the sweetest person. Stand, stand right there. That's me. That, no, you're not the sweetest. You're not the sweetest. <laughs> Man, you're not the sweetest. You're mean and honor. That's why you're by the devil. Okay. Now the sweetest person in the room. You know what? I told her we was back there in the office. What did I ask you? I said, will you forgive me after today? I said, it depends on your decision. Depends on my decision. Well, this is. Yeah. All right. So here we are. Decisions, decisions, decisions. All right, here we go. Okay, you guys just say what I tell you to say. Say, sin, 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 sin. Sin, 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 sin. That's pretty good. Sin, 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 sin. Sin, 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 sin. <laughs> Say it, baby. Sin, 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 sin. Say it. I'm not in it. Do I have to? Yeah, you got to say it. Okay, sin, 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 sin. She didn't even want to say that. That's how sweet she is. Say sin, 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 sin. All right. Now think about this, decisions, decisions, decisions. Let's go, let's go look at that website. Let's go, let's go drink a beer. Let's go look at that, let's go drink it. Let's go, let's go sin, let's go sin, let's go sin, let's go sin, let's go sin. Now I don't care who you are, shut that phone off. Now I don't care who you are. If you seen the devil standing before you and he said, let's go sin, 
your, your alert system would probably go up and you'd say, no way, devil. Would you not? Your alert system would be up. Everything, all of your senses would be saying, no, 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 because you know. You know what the devil is like. You know what his Christmas. But what about somebody else? What about just a normal old Joe? Just, you know, just, uh, just the average ov- overweight <laughs> receding hairline guy. <laughs> turn that mic <laughs> He's wanting me to turn my mic off for a minute. <laughs> Okay, so, so when, it, when the devil tells you something, no, you're not going to do that because you know he come to steal, kill, and destroy, right? He come to mess you up, right? Well, what about if old Joe comes to you and says, hey, let's go drink a few beers? Well, what happens now? Well, now your defense system is not on high alert. You're like, and then you think about it for a minute. No, no, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. But you're not near as quick, right? Well, what about the sweetest, prettiest (laughs) woman? (laughs) (laughs) So see the... (laughs) So what if the prettiest, sweetest person you know, whether male or, or female, and they looked and said, Let, let's go drink, let's go have fun. Where would your senses be then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where's my wife? Oh, where's my girlfriend? Where's my kids? You see, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, our, our alert system is not on high alert. All of a sudden, it goes from high alert to medium alert to almost none whatsoever. Right? But it doesn't change. It's sin, it's sin, it's sin, it's sin. It doesn't change. But as you go down the line, our reception of what the devil wants to implement in our life, our possibility of reception goes way up, right? Well, what about an angel? What about an angel of light comes to you and, and, and tries to tell you that there, there is no hell? You know, that's, that, you know, that's almost a familiar thing in some of the churches Thank goodness not near all of them, but some of the churches, they, they tell you now, oh, there's really no hell. What if an angel of light would tell you, oh, there's really no hell. There's no consequences for your, for your sin. There's no consequences for that, none of that stuff. Just come on, let's go sin. Well, how, your, your alert system would be really low with an angel, right? You would surely trust an angel, right? No. That's right. No. We should not trust any of them that are contrary to the Word of God. The Scripture says that even if an angel of light 
brings the gospel contrary to what we have preached to you. Let them be accursed. The Bible says that, and uh, we, we might look at that here in a minute. The Bible says that the devil, he, he poses as an angel of light. You don't need to read your Bible every day. Those porn sites, they don't hurt nobody. You can talk to her just once in a while. Nobody will find out. Hogwash. That, you got that? You got that? Amen, brother. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. You can be seated there. Now, <clears throat> now, do you see that? You see, whenever we know where the temptation is coming from, we have to be very careful. Because if we're not careful, if we know where that temptation comes from, it, our alert system could be very low. In fact, you might even say that we just completely put our guard down under certain situations. Whether it's around family members or good friends of ours, we, we have to be careful because sometimes those are the most dangerous situations. Can you see that? The people that we're familiar with, the, the, the people that, uh, you know, that they look innocent. They look like they're fine and all is good. I've got some more people. Where, where are they at? Come, a, come ahead. Come ahead, folks. They're going to help me here a minute. Decisions, decisions, decisions. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. it says, No wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So even if you see an angel of light, don't believe him if it's contrary to the Word of God. If an angel of light tries to lead you astray, make no mistake about it, it's just as deadly as the devil dressed in red. All right? Decisions, decisions. And the older we get, the decisions that we make have a greater influence on our lives. That was Bob. He told me he's been mixed up in drinking and video gaming, and he's about to lose his home, his job, and his family. But... Thankfully, one of our members told him about the power of God to restore, so he came today to check it out. Henry, he sure has a good life. Great family, great job. But he sure does spend an awful lot of time here. I am so excited. Bob got saved today. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in his life. Poor Henry. He's having some family problems. Oh, well, as long as he keeps being a good customer here. 
Bob is doing so well. He's been here every Sunday and every Wednesday. God is really working in his life, and he's changing him. Poor Henry. Not only is he having family problems, but now he's lost his job. Oh, well, as long as he keeps coming in here, who cares about his problems? That truly is the power of God to restore. He's restored his job, his family, and his finances. Poor Henry. Lost his job, lost his family, and now he's lost his house. He was a good customer of ours. Guess he won't be anymore. He's really messed his life up. Thank you, guys. You've done that really good. That was good. The rich young ruler in Matthew 19, 16, 22. If we got that scripture, we do have. He comes to Jesus, and I'm closing with this. He comes to Jesus looking for an answer to his question. Many of you already know this story. He, he come, a young man comes to Jesus, and he says, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've kept all the laws. And then he asks him, what else should I do? Now, here's, what I, here's the problem with that. He comes to Jesus getting ready to ask the question. But I truly believe that he already knows the answer to the question before he asks it. Follow along with me here. It says, someone came to Jesus with a question. It says, teacher, what good deed must I do to enter, lot, to enter eternal life? It says, why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which one? The man asked. And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all of these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all of your possessions and give your money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, and then come and follow me. Now, so much of the time we get caught up on the money part. I've had people ask me, and I wondered this when I first got saved, and I read that, oh my goodness, am I supposed to sell everything, you know, sell everything to, to, to follow Jesus? And I, and, and I wondered that, and, and as I studied and was taught by other people, I realized God does not have a problem with you having stuff. The problem that God has is when stuff has you. That is his problem. And, and Jesus knew, and, and this, this young man, he knew when he came to Jesus, he knew that Jesus didn't have all of his heart. 
He knew that he hadn't given it all to him. Yes, he had lived by some rules. Yes, he went to church on Sunday morning. And yes, maybe he paid these tithes. But he was holding on to the most important thing that Jesus wanted. And that was his whole heart. Every bit of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. And here's the thing. If we will give him the good and the bad and the ugly and everything in our heart, he will take it and he'll make good out of the worst situations you have. Amen. Amen. It's true. Praise him if you'll come, please. My message this morning is simple. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Every one of them is important. I want to close in this. This this is only my second closing, right? Or did I say it three times? Once. Okay, this is only my second closing. Here's the thing. The rich young ruler, he had his checklist. He had done all these things. You know, it sounds like he was probably even serving in the local church, wouldn't you say? He was keeping all of these commandments. But still, there's places in his heart he would not let God go. And it doesn't matter if you was one of the founding members of Orchardville Church or if you just became a member last week. God wants every bit of you not just a bit or a piece or one day a week or two days a week or three days a week. Not just when you're in public or when you're around certain people. No, He wants all of you. But let me tell you, if you want to experience real joy, it's when you open up your heart and you just let God have don't hold on to the grudges you don't hold on to the unforgiveness you don't hold on to the resentments you don't hold back a little bit on the side and this little bit here you just give it all to him I'm I'm amazed time after time when I see individuals come to the Lord and get saved and they're just so free they're so, they're so excited. You can tell that they've just never experienced anything like it before. They're just, they're just, oh, it's just, it's like heaven. It's like heaven upon the earth. But, you know, it's not a few weeks later, a month later, then they come, they come struggling in because, and what happens is they, they go from giving it all to God, to, they slowly pick up a piece again. And they pick up that trouble, and they pick up that hurt, and they pick up this, and they pick up, and then all, if they're not careful, they end up in a, into a place where they used to be, without the joy of the Lord, without the blessings of God surrounding them, without the peace that passes understanding. Amen. See, that's what God wants you to have. He wants you to have the peace that passes understanding. Have a need this morning, please come. Stand with me, please. If you have a need this morning, please come. If you 
never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, here's what I want you to do. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to reach out and, and take the person's hand standing next to you. I want you to ask them to come forward with you. Scripture says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Takes two things. The grace of God, which His grace is sufficient for you. And it takes your faith, your desire, your agreeing with God that Jesus Christ is who He says He is. And he died upon the cross and he was raised from the dead on the third day. If you believe that and you're a whosoever, you have what it takes to become a child of God. Amen. Amen. Please come if you have a need this morning. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.